the following podcast has been pre-recorded for your audio pleasure. It is rated M for Mexican. And welcome to the one, the only, it is finally, finally has arrived. It has finally arrived. Episode 104. And for those who have been living under a rock, episode 104 officially marks the one year anniversary one year to this date that the podcast was created one year ago the brilliant mind of Mexi decided hey we should probably put our ideas and my thoughts on the air and since then Y'all listened to it. Y'all listened to episode 100 where the stats did not lie. We are now in over 20 countries in all the continents. We're on iTunes. We've come a long way since the inaugural episode 1. Episode 104. And there's been many changes since the first episode. You know, we started off with just two, you know, the idea of one a week. Then it grew into two a week with a third podcast with, you know, Alex and Mike's Cabana. But then that that didn't go as planned. So we had to boycott that. Then we tweaked based on audience preferences and here we are episode 104 the one year the official one year birthday the one year anniversary of Mind Matters and what are we going to talk about is, is the question many things came to mind for this groundbreaking milestone of an episode and because in the past both editions of the episode were major hits. We decided, and because we got a lot of new material and also some recent things to discuss in this regard, we are going to bring to you Crazy X Stories 3. Yes, you heard it correctly. Crazy X Mexi Stories Part Trace. Trois. Three. If you remember, the first part was episode two. And episode two, oh, while it was a hard pill to swallow for many, it was a legendary episode. To the point where phone calls happened congratulating me for the awesomeness that I put out there for you guys. Then, in high demand, I gave you 
part two of Crazy X stories. And there were some excellent stories. But now, why, why not do... It's been a while. I think it's been maybe since January or even before then that we've not had Crazy X stories. And in preparation for episode 104, I, I asked people, I'm like, hey, is there anything I missed? You've listened to both episodes. Is there anything... I missed, you know, maybe some crazy stories that we didn't know about, something that we forgot, and some new material was brought to light, and therefore, we now have Crazy X Stories Episode 3. Oh, Part 3, if you will. And that's what we're going to discuss here today. So, one of the stories that, and we're going to talk about all of the exes. We're not just going to focus on main one, but we'll start with you know the one that broke Mexi's heart, Jenny. We'll start with one of those stories. And I couldn't remember, my good friend Cato brought this up. Um, apparently, I believe this was in, in 04, 05. We may have not been official yet, I believe. Because I, I, for some reason, I remember it being around Christmas, vaguely. But, I, I mean, I can't really remember the logistics of it. And, and I'll explain why in a second. But according to the tale of the tape, Jenny and I got into a fight. And it was in the, it was in the old heat suite. Which, if you recall, is what we named our, our 10-person dorm uh, in a mole tower where I met Kato and, and all that. Uh, in the heat suite, we, we, you know, we were drinking and her and I apparently got in an argument. Which led to me chugging a water bottle full of Everclear. We were, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't uncommon for us to... You know, carry alcohol in regular bottles and I and, and you know household items. Apparently, I had a water bottle of Everclear just laying around, and I chugged a bottle of Everclear. But then, not only that, I was pissed and left the dorm, went to my car, which I can only assume it was downstairs outside Moral Tower, because if if I remember correctly, back then um, you had to keep your car on West Campus. But over the weekend from Friday after 5 to Sunday, early Monday morning or late Sunday night, you could keep it, you know, outside the stadium as long as it wasn't a home game. So I can only assume it was downstairs. And apparently I got in my car and like a madman decided to drive around 270 for no apparent reason other than... I was pissed, and I wanted to just let off some steam. So apparently, I, I guess that was the first time I drove around 270, the whole bean-shaped 270. I do not recall doing that um, for reasons I'll go into detail here in a second. But, uh, yeah, apparently I drove around 270 only to come back, and I apparently... Threatened to cut off my hair Mind you, yes, Mexi at the time 
had shoulder length long hair, but a shaved, it was shaved on the sides. So it was kind of like a very Mexican haircut. No, I do not have pictures of this, or at least the pictures I thought I had um, no longer exist because my dad broke all of our desktops from back in the day. And I also apparently um, threw scissors at Matt that um, hit the door. So I'm like throwing things at people. I do not know what we were arguing about or why I got so pissed. But hey, talk about crazy ex-stories. Now, I believe this also happened... On the same night, um, apparently another Jenny story was, um, I believe, it, it obviously it was in the heat tweet, um, Kato's friends Jason and Kevin had stopped by and, you know, was spending the night. And I believe this confirms that we were not technically dating, me and Jenny at the time. But, um, so... They were sleeping in the common area of the heat suite. And again, we were all drinking and somehow Jenny decides, hey, let's give Matt one of Kato's dorm mates to go. There was a four-person quad, the you know, Kato's room. Uh, let's let's give Matt a, a, a blow job in the common area while two people are sleeping there. Now, of course, my drunk ass is passed out at the time. I don't know any of this, supposedly. And the worst part is, none of this was mentioned to me at all until way later. And mind you, a few months down the road, me and Jenny started dating. And it wasn't until like six or seven months into our relationship that this came out. That, oh yeah, hey, I gave Matt a blowjob. Now, obviously, finding this out, it's, 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 it depends on the person. It could go either way. I obviously was pissed because why would you keep this from me? Now, mind you, it did happen before we started dating, but I believe we were sort of already flirting. I believe me and her had made out once or twice already at this point. Obviously, I was pissed at Matt, or at least from what the sound of it. But yeah, that was something that I did not find out until until way later. Talk about having an ex with whorish ways. Um, but yeah, moving on to other crazy ex stories. We're gonna. Fast forward, because I mean, obviously, I mean, you gotta. If in order for the the story to be crazy, you gotta have a crazy scenario happening, happening, some drunken shit or some stupid retarded shit, in order for it to technically be entertaining. Most of my exes have maybe one, at least one, crazy ex story. Um, not many of them have a lot of them, but there are a few. Jenny would be one. I believe we've covered 
most of Gina's and every other crazy story in between has been covered. But there's a few of Helen's that we may have forgotten to cover in the previous episodes. So, if you guys remember, Helen and I met because she was one of, uh, of you know, my company's interpreters, Spanish interpreters. So, um, she would drive around town interpreting and we always would send, you know, if, if people requested the same interpreter multiple times, we'd send them to the same, you know, home visit or the same appointment on a regular basis. And so I believe this took place, um, I think we had just started dating, um, that first spring and we had sent her to one of her regular home visits on the east side of town. And at the time, Helen was living downtown on Thurber and she, um, apparently had, now mind you, she did claim that she drank a lot of water every day, but like when we were dating, I never, I never saw her with more than one bottle of water. So it's not like I would see her drinking two liters, four liters of water a day. No, but Hey, apparently she drank a lot of water. So she drank some during the home visit and then all the way home really had to pee and she couldn't hold her bladder while driving back to her place. And, oh man, somewhere around the 670-70 intersection, now mind you, like I said, she was interpreting on the east side and she was coming back towards the Grandview area, uh, Thurber, downtown. She ended up, no, I don't understand why it's so hard to stop at a rest area or stop at a public place and beg them to use the bathroom. You're an attractive person. You're a female. You, I mean, I'm sure you could ask to use a bath, a public bathroom. She somehow pissed herself while driving her car. And oh, when, oh, when I heard the story, I, I could not stop laughing. Now, mind you, this was not the first time she had done something like that. I'm pretty sure if you go on YouTube, you may find on the Mexi channels, uh, you know, more evidence of these kind of scenarios. But uh, another one that I may have forgotten to mention, we were um, at the movies in Hillier, that Mill Run Tavern. And I, I can't remember if we were watching one of the hunger, the last Hunger Game movie, or I forget what exactly we were watching. Maybe Daddy's Home. I'm not entirely sure, but I made her laugh so hard that she ended up shitting herself during the movie. So I just remember hearing her go, "Uh oh," and I'm like, "What?" And she goes, "I pooped." I'm like, "What? You pooped?" Yes, she shot herself midway through the movie. And then had to basically leave the theater. And I'm like, what the fuck are you going to do? She went to the bathroom and she was gone a decent 20 minutes. So I'm concerned at this point. I'm like, 
Did she go and she actually shat more or what the fuck's going on? She comes back and I'm like, what what happened to her? I pooped myself. Like, okay. So what you do is like, well, I had to clean it up and get rid of my underwear. And I'm like, oh my God, are you shitting me? So go in commando the rest of the movie, but... Oh, I could not stop laughing during the movie. Look, I, I, I'm pretty sure it was a comedy because if not, we would have made a lot of ruckus in the movie just laughing my ass off about this nonsense of her shitting herself. Like, I don't know who doesn't control their poop or pee when sober, mind you, because I have there's stories that I'm sure I've covered. Well, my scenario where I peed and pooped myself at the same time while also covering Kato's pee stories where he's ruined many beds and, and couches pissing himself while drunk. Uh, those have been covered. But again, alcohol was involved. These were sober moments. The person is of sound mind and body yet cannot hold their pee or bodily fluids. Now... Another another story again. Oh man, I can't believe. And here's the thing, I can't believe I dated somebody that stupid, because it's a majority of my my crazy stories. I remember one time. Okay, so this was probably close to around, like towards the end of the first year of us dating. Um. No, actually, maybe, you know, 10, 10 months into it, I think. I was running, I believe, the Kentucky Marathon, or one of my marathons in Kentucky, in my, on my way to the 30, the 30 marathons in the, in the calendar, in the, well, 365 days. Each one in a different state, country, or whatnot. So I believe August 9th-ish, there was the date I was at my cousin's, and then I was supposed to drive to... Kentucky from Cincinnati to do this marathon. And of course, Helen at the time would go out with her friends. One was a whore who would love black people and having black cock in her mouth. The other one was, you know, she was from Texas, claimed to be Mexican, but she was a little bit Tubbs McGee and a big cock block. Um, she also claimed, if I remember correctly, that she was raped by someone, which I find it very hard to believe because she would never put out. And also, she was that much of a moo-moo. So, for someone to even remotely consider that task, no. Let's let's calm the fuck down, okay? Plus, the cops were never called, so how is that even possible? I'm pretty sure she was full of shit. But anyways, so she was out with her friends and decided... Oh no, um, you know, I I can't. I have I have to go home. So she would peace out on her friends quite often, mind you, because it wasn't the first time when she would be out drinking at the bar and I'm home, and I had to go pick her ass up drunk because she wanted to ditch her friends and come home because she was bored. But this time I'm in fucking Cincinnati, so no, I can't pick her up. And I can't remember if... Well, I think it was... I think she had just moved in to my place in Dublin. But obviously, 
she didn't want to spend money on a fucking Uber to come all the way back to Dublin. So she decided to go to her old apartment complex on Thurber. And obviously she didn't have a key to anywhere. So she just basically passed out in the pool area of Thurber. Now, mind you, the pool area on Thurber is in the middle of the complex. You can easily climb over the fence and access the pool area. And basically, she just passed out on the freaking... One of the lawn chairs of the pool area until morning. And then made it back. I can't remember if she drove. And this was also because she didn't want to drive drunk. Or she just ended up eventually taking an Uber during the day, which would have been slightly cheaper. I don't remember exactly the logistics, but it was dumb. And luckily for her, it was not cold outside. So passing out on a lawn chair seemed like, well, to her, the smart thing to do. I would have just taken an Uber. So I don't understand how it's ridiculous to people to take an Uber or just, you know, crash at your friend's place. I mean, I get... Here's the thing. And this is more craziness to add to all these scenarios. That friend from Texas, the one that was a moo and not even Mexican but looked Mexican, they met on Craigslist. And she was a terrible friend. She would never take care of Helen. Because... Here's the thing. If I lived downtown and I always wanted my friend to come over and go to the bars, I would let her crash on my place. I wouldn't, like, be pissed if that would happen. And also, I would take care of her at the bar. The fact that she would wander off drunk and then I would have to pick her up and bring her to my place or bring her back home from the bar, which, mind you, from Park Street to Thurber, that is not that far of a walk. But then, even when we were in Dublin, every time I had to go pick her ass up, and I'm like, I'm not doing this. Well, I don't like going out with them. They always like to get trashed. Well, yeah. Um, they don't have boyfriends. One's a whore. The other one's a moo-moo. Yeah. Um, I don't know what you want from me. But anyways. Yeah, so eventually she stopped hanging out with them. But I don't understand who meets friends on Craigslist. Like, how are you that desperate that you need to use... Craigslist to find friends. Just go out, meet people. This is why also I don't understand CYP and how it has, you know, Columbus Youth Professionals, how it has these recreational sports leagues where people who've never played a sport in their fucking life want to try sports and, you know, meet new friends, meet new people. I'm like, are you really that desperate that you would want to pay 40 bucks or anywhere between 40 and 100 depending on the sport to play something that you've never played before just because you have no friends and you want to make friends I don't get it now even Bumble does that like you can have the option of like BFFs where you basically are seeking friends get the fuck out of here no it's stupid retarded whatever have you but yeah no no, 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 no. And then on top of that, like I said, 
this friend you met on Craigslist just lets you wander about, doesn't never can never find you. I'm pretty, I'm pretty sure at one point she stole your purse because you left it at her place and she never gave it back. And then these are the people you like to call friends. Turns out eventually that I realized she really had no friends. And, you know, it was just sad that she would always, every Sunday would go eat with her parents to some restaurant and just get in an argument with them. It was sad. It was sad and stupid. And basically the dog was the only friend she ever had. And to the point where you bought, well, you financed the dog, but ended up not paying for it. So the dog's your best friend. And the dog loves you because you're its owner and you semi take care of the dog, quote unquote, because you're terrible at that too. But then you, you don't even have the decency if you care for something that much to pay for it. Grandma had to take care of it. But hey, you know, that's no here nor there. It doesn't matter. But now that we've covered the crazy stories that we f- forgot to mention in the past, in this part three. Some of you may wonder, well, where are they now? And here's the funny part. Here's how you know who is the sensible one in the relationship. A lot of times... Girls and it happens to girls more than guys. Girls tend to get pissed when their exes get married. And I've mentioned before, Helen doesn't stop contact trying to contact me and hang out with me. And unless she's paying for it or I'm bored, I really don't care. And I never blocked her number because I'd rather know when the craziness is gonna happen. Then no, then never know that it's happening. So, needless to say, all of Ellen's exes except myself are about to get married. Now, I don't like that kind of omen because this kind of implies that oh, I'm the last one left, so eventually I'm going to get married here soon. No, but anyways, all her other exes are are about to get married. She's hooking up with one of uh, actually me and the other guy because the person she's hooking out with her other ex who has more DUIs than I can count keeps going in, in and out of jail I don't know how I don't know the logistics I don't even know if it's true because it's half the time it's Helen's nonsense she's talking about um, yeah they're all getting married and this guy apparently is dating some old ex and doesn't want to necessarily spend time with Helen. I don't even know um, what the scenario is there. But the last time I saw Helen, she wanted to get O'Charlie's with me. And I said, you know what? I'm at work. There's a little Charlie's across the street. If you want me if you want to pay me as an escort to spend time with you, as long as you don't talk about stupid shit and you pay for my food, I'll be there. So I was there. We went. And five, ten minutes into it, they told us, it was on a Wednesday, 
and Old Charlie's always has free pie Wednesdays. Oh, I'm sorry, we don't have caramel pie, which is the only good pie they have. Oh, yeah, I'm not staying, sorry. I peaced out. Fuck this shit. That was an omen. Last time I entertained her nonsense. And she always tries calling and messaging me about bullshit. Uh, She has tried to contact me a few times since. I don't pick up the phone. Um, It's just like, even while we were waiting to find out that there was no pie, the stuff she was saying, she would tell the same stories, go around in the same circles. Like, her life is just all circular and redundant. Kind of like I pointed out a year ago when we actually broke up. Well, it's been a little over a year, but you know. Everything I say that happens or that would ha- will happen has happened to her. And she's an idiot. And I cannot believe... See, I used to think... You know, as long as she was very attractive, it don't matter how stupid someone was, you'd make it work. Now, I firmly believe that is not the case. There is a certain level of stupidity that cannot be tolerated no matter how hot the person is. And now, you know, to add that, as you as you may have remembered, or, rec- or if you recall from previous episodes, Helen was supposed to be going backpacking through South America starting May. Oh yeah, she didn't do that. She wasted that ticket. A ticket to Colombia. Which is easily 800 bucks. Wasted. She didn't go. Yeah. Because I, as I told her, A, she was not going to go. Or B, she was going to go and die. Because she doesn't know how to fucking boil an egg. And you expect her to backpack through South America by herself. With her limited Spanish. Yeah, no. She eventually had to move out of the old apartment. Then she had to replace the carpet because the dog chewed it. Her two roommates after me. One was black and left because the dog shat basically on the bed. And the dog chewed up the carpet. And the other one basically was too religious. Also left around December. So basically, from December to April of that uh, this past year, when the lease would have been officially over... She had no roommate. She's the only person I know that went through. Um, she's the only person that I know w- that would go that has gone through that many roommates in maybe three years of living in apartments. It's ridiculous. Which kind of points out that the. Mm, I wonder what the problem is. Yeah. Even a gay guy. Could not tolerate her. Christian doctor, nope. I'm pretty sure I'm the one that stuck around the longest. And again, this is why her name is wasted time on my phone. Because every time I think about it, I'm like, man, there were so many telltale signs. And so many times where I should have ended it. But because I'm loyal to a fault, I decided, you know, let's stick it out. Give it time. Whatever have you. Oh, well. 
Oh, speaking of where are they now, Mexi X's, or people Mexi has encountered. Um, if you remember that Megan hairstylist that I hooked up with under contract, um, come to find out recently that she still is cutting hair. Um, but now she has been fired from too many sport clips that she runs her own salon loft over in Gehanna. Still with the same douchebag that threatened to kick my ass, but never did. But now she's brunette and um, has her own website for her page. I don't know how many clients she gets, but I'm just like, oh lord, still the same, same old Megan. Looks a little bit different, but hey. Oh, and I also found out, because of course we're all in the same running club, Lomas Boston actually did get to her 25 marathons on her 25th birthday with a little asterisk because she never technically made up the one she came down to Ohio to well the one she came down to flew to Ohio that I was supposed to drive her to Kentucky to do the one we ended up if you recall doing at lifetime the 20 miles that she ran on the treadmill instead of 26 and got herself her own medal yeah, that is one of the one of the uh, six that she got up to her 25th birthday. The other ones obviously being Boston. She ran Boston. She ran Salt Lake. Um, I didn't again didn't see her at either, either event, but I know she finished. Um, she did DC, and then I think she did Little Rock and another one in Rhode Island. To make up the five plus the one she came down here to do on a treadmill six that she needed to make it to 25 on her 25th birthday. Yeah, talk about skewed stats, but hey, it is what it is. At least she added one extra state, uh, Arkansas. But as I told her, all it's all about making up the ones you have to make up. I personally would have done maybe one more because 20 miles on the treadmill is not 26.2. Sorry. And I also know because, hey, we belong to the same club and I'm the Columbus ambassador. I have pool. She hasn't run one since Salt Lake City. Unlike yours truly, who is, as I've researched recently in the stats, you know, about to do state number 36, about to do my 14th marathon this year come October I'll officially be recognized as a uh, six star medal finisher for the major marathons and once I get to my 50 states there's 4,289 members right now of the 50 states club you don't have to be a finisher of all 50 states to be in the club as long as you've done 10, you can join and pay your fee, and that's fine. Out of the 4,289, 1,291 have finished a marathon in all 50 states. So if nobody finishes between now and next July, I would be 1,292nd of the 4,590 that would be on the club at that point. Um, 
And I looked because it has it hasn't broken down the finishers per state and per country. I would be the 64th person from Ohio, and the only, and I love that's the part I love, the one and only Mexican to have run and finished a marathon in all 50 states. Yes, only Mexican. That is newsworthy, and I'm pretty sure. The Mexican paper should cover it. But hey, we'll, 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 we will count our chickens before they hatch. We'll wait till we get closer to see if they want to run with the story. But yeah. Um, but to bring it back to where are they now? Crazy exes, where are they now? Something happened recently. And I'll end the podcast with this. Um, so... It drives me nuts that somehow people think that it's okay to delete people from their friends list, their phone numbers, whatever, without telling people. It's like, okay, if you update your number and I know that your number no longer works, I'll delete your number from my phone. No big deal. Some people delete me on Facebook. It's like, oh, I don't want to be friends with Mexi anymore. Let's delete him. Fine, whatever. I actually, over time, noticed because... Um, even after we dated, Jenny and I would run into each other. I, I believe we ran into each other once with Kato in 2009. Um, and we vaguely interacted. And then, um, so she kept adding me and deleting me on Facebook. And I'm like, oh my lord, really? The your your new boyfriend or your new boy toy doesn't like it. Your friends with your exes. I get it. It's kind of weird. So yeah, delete me, whatever. And and it's been a while since she added me again. And thanks to Kato, who obviously is the only person I know that's a jack wagon and still friends with all my exes on Facebook. He'll keep me updated. So apparently, Jenny was supposed to get married to some illegal Mexican dude. Was living in Milwaukee, last I heard, whatever. Um, but I noticed because we were, I always had her number. And I just assumed she had mine. I mean, I never deleted her number because I could give two shits. Not like I go through my phone records and my contacts that often. I have like 200 plus contacts. But uh, it will always tell you who from your contacts has Snapchat. So I do believe over the years, we were friends on Snapchat. Well, then I realized that, hey, um, it said there that Jenny was not my friend on Snapchat. It's like, oh, did she delete me? What the fuck? And I'm like, what the fuck's going on here? So I added her on Snapchat. And then, funny thing, she added me back. And then started talking to me. And she was like, oh, is your number still this? I'm like, yeah. Oh, and then she started texting me. So then she wanted to know, like, how I was doing and all these questions about my personal life. I'm like, um, you're the one that kept adding me and deleting me on Facebook. I'm sure we were supposed to be friends on Snapchat, but then apparently we weren't. And so hence I added you again. But I don't know why you're making such a big deal. I hate it when people delete my shit. So then I'm like, oh, or sometimes supposedly it happens 
the app updates and it just happens. Yeah. Whatever. So she was like, "Yeah, I I live in I live in Dublin." I'm like, "What? Really? Yeah, I work for Cardinal Health." Weren't you in Milwaukee about to get married? Yeah, uh, I broke it off. Like, huh? Which is funny because even though I don't use online dating apps, I still, I mean, I don't really delete my apps. Like, I still have Tinder, never deactivated the account, but I just deleted the app. So I still have my my Match.com app that I can go in there and see stuff. And Kato and I had been uh, discussing how Jenny was on there. Like, oh, somebody who's about to get married, she sure shit is on uh, Match.com quite a bit. So I was like, well, yeah, uh, I'm on there. I'm like, oh, so why'd you break off the marriage? Again? Because mind you, that was the first time she broke off an engagement. If you remember one of the older Crazy X stories, when I met her, she was dating some military guy, and then she cheated on him with me by having a little makeout session with Mexi Pants. Then, over Christmas break that year, he proposed, she said yes, then ended up dating me, ditching his ass and giving back the ring. Oh yeah, in case you forgot, that's how me and Jenny ended up dating. But anyway, so it's not the first time she ditched a proposal. Well, I kind of don't want to tell you that, it's personal. Like really, that's where we're gonna go with this, fine. If you tell me that, I will tell you personal shit. Any personal story you want to know of mine. That's happened since the last time you saw me. Okay. So I told her how my dad has diabetes type 2 and doesn't take care of his shit. And you know how my parents almost got divorced. So she told me about why she ditched the proposal. Mainly because apparently he had a drinking problem and um, he was a douche and he wasn't fixing his problems and then lost his job and oh I just had too much and I couldn't handle it anymore whether that's 100% true or not whatever and then oh I have family problems because me and my sister got into an argument and now my family on my dad's side won't talk to me because they're taking her side look I don't really care what your argument with your sister was but that sounds kind of stupid family's family I mean if they want to be assholes that's, they're assholes. I went two years without talking to my mom until she apologized for something that I thought was bullshit that she did. She finally apologized. Hey, don't go over it. And then I kind of mentioned because not too many people know this. And I will and I will I will say this. I am not the man that I am that I am today if it weren't for her. And the breakup. She would always be known as the one that broke my heart. The one that started the assholeness. Since then, I've become less of a nice guy and more of an asshole. And it has worked wonders for me. I don't care what anybody says. And I don't know if her and I having that conversation... Because it was hours we were talking. Was was good closure or what the omen is there? I don't really know. We'll have to dedicate a whole other episode 
on personal life and you know Ashley and then all, all the other shit that's gone on with females that I've dropped exes Ashley and whatnot but anyway that may be an episode a future a future episode but anyways she went ahead and admitted while we were talking that over the years life has not been too kind to her to poor old Jenny and here's the thing I have a tattoo and I got that tattoo on my birthday when we broke up in 2006 as a reminder to never be put in that same situation again it took me five months a week five days zero hours to the T to get over her and the reason I did it was because I went to hypnotherapy I basically brainwashed myself with therapy and a doctor to specialize in that over on West Broad Street to forget the good stuff about the relationship and remember only what I chose to remember which was the anger and the shit that she put me through so I had to make a list of my stuff in case I forgot more than I needed to I had to make a list of what I wanted specifically to remember I had to get rid of any memorabilia from the relationship that we had and it worked like I mean I was a mess after after I found out she cheated like that next quarter at OSU I got a zero GPA and I had to snap out of it because I didn't want to get expelled so the next quarter I got a 4.0 to average it out I believe that fall quarter is when I got the zero and I just didn't care I was too busy partying and drinking my sorrows away then the next one I just stuck to it got a 4.0 but it was the hardest thing I had to go, go through And a lot of the stories she was saying I couldn't remember I'm like, I, I don't remember that, sorry Oh, why not? I told her I went through hypnotherapy to get over your bullshit But I do remember one thing Because I made, made a point to remember I remember telling her Because I met the fucker I think Um because he came and helped her move when I kicked her out of our old apartment. And I told her, he's only using you to get a green card. But he's not going to stick around. Oh, you know what you're talking about. Yeah, I kind of do. Because guess what? She admitted her troubles and all the shit she's gone through. It was like, yeah, uh, he was an asshole. He would beat me. And he was only using me to get a green card to stay in this country. Because guess what? I've met, I've run into him since then, you know, especially when I was working at Chase and hanging out with other Latinos. I ran into him at Spanish clubs or Latino clubs around Columbus. He goes by DJ um, uh, Yama or whatever his name is, or or DJ Jaime or whatever his, his DJ name is, because that's what he does. He DJs. Yeah, his name was Jamie Jaime. Yamaguchi, half Mexican, half Japanese apparently, and needed her to get a green card and stay in this country. And guess what? He would beat the shit out of her. He would berate her, just like a low-life Mexican would. And 
she finally ditched him and, you know, she got her degree or whatever, graduated from OSU, whatever. Oh, it made me stronger. I'm like, yeah, um, whatever. And then her family issues, uh, her dog died. Uh, one of her grandmothers died, whatever. She went through some hardship. And then, of course, this recent, um, you know, engagement that, you know, fell through. And she and she admitted to over the years trying to look me up to see, you know, how I was. But she was too scared of me hating her, What is what she said. And I'm like, bitch, let me get this straight. You just make me believe this nonsense? You had my number. My number has not changed since we dated. You had my number. We were friends on Facebook. You defriended me. You refriended me. Whatever the case may be, we were friends on Snapchat. If and we ran into we ran into each other in two thousand nine with Cato. You didn't tell me any of this then. And at any point in time, I'm not hard to find. If anybody wants to come up and apologize for the shit they put me through, they know where to find me. It is not hard to know where to find the Mexican. Because I am famous and infamous. You know people that know me. Shit, Kato's still friends with you on fucking Facebook. If you really wanted to apologize over the years, you could have. But she finally did in the, you know, the three or four hours we were talking to each other via text. She finally apologized for all the shit she put me through. She's like, yeah... I'm sorry for what I did to you. I was young. I was 20 years old. I was stupid. Mind you, you still owe me 2300 bucks. So how about you cough that up and then we'll call it even. But hey, I'm over it. I moved on. At this point, apologizing 11 years later. Yeah, it's kind of retarded. But hey, I'll take, I'll take it as a win solely on the fact that I told you so. Doesn't quite cover the fact that he did use you for a green card And he was beating your ass And I told her You know what? Karma I believe in karma Oh, that's a little harsh I'm like, no No, it's not You were a bitch You owe me 2300 bucks. You put me through some stupid shit That I had It took me forever to get over No Karma Always pays people back And That's what you had to go through that's what you have to go through. Yeah, n- nobody knows how to treat a girl like you. Yeah, I mean, there's only one the Mexican. So if you prefer illegal, low-life Mexican, Chipotle worker Mexicans, that's not my problem. Your sister's married to one. I mean, I don't know what the argument was between you and your sister, but if it had something to do with that, yeah. Um, don't insult the husband. And you almost married one, but then, oh, he's an alcoholic. Uh, Get over yourself. Now you supposedly live close to me and you work at Cardinal Health. You now have my number. Hey, if you want to chit-chat and do something, A, I don't have the time. I have too many ducks lined up. And kind of picked Ashley, sort of, as the front runner right now, so, yeah, no, I don't want to hang out with you, if you want to message me, I will respond, 
kind of like Helen. If I'm bored, why not? She sends me memes. Oh, do you remember this? Oh, do you still like this? Some of the stories I don't remember because guess what? Hypnotherapy actually worked. But yeah, so where are they now? As always, story of my life. Wondering what could have been. Oh, Mexi, you were right. That's all people have to say. Oh, Mexi, you were right. He did use me for a green card. Oh, Mexi, you were right. I can't handle dating somebody who's better than me. Now I'm locked up with another illegal Mexican. Oh, Mexi, you were right. My life is one big circle of retardation. And I don't know how to get out of my funk because I'm too stupid. Oh, Mexi, you were right. I'm not that into marathon running. Even though I have $27,000 in the bank that I'm just saving there for no reason whatsoever. Oh, yeah, Mexi, you were right. Um, I should probably ditch my boyfriend, but I can't. And I'm stuck cutting hair. You know, it is what it is. Well, anyways, that is all we have in store for the one-year anniversary. Hope you enjoyed Crazy Stories 3 and the Where Are They Now section. And this just proves my point. This is why I have my boyfriend resume. And if anybody wants to ever glance at it, somebody I may be interested in dating, or somebody who doesn't believe me I have one, just glance at it. Call the references. Jenny's the first reference on there. And... As she pointed out, there ain't no better. I may be an asshole, but I know how to treat a lady that I'm dating. So the key is getting there. Because if you're not gonna wanna be exclusive or don't take the talk time to have the talk, yeah, I'm technically allowed to do what I want. Gives me a free pass to do whatever the fuck I want up until that point. But once we get to that point, I am the best boyfriend on the planet. Anyways, as always. Oh, another funny. We'll add this as another crazy X story. Um, apparently, the last time Helen tried to text me to ask me to hang out with her, she flat out admitted that she tried to get me in trouble with the law because of the YouTube video I put up. And that they laughed her out of the building. It's like, yeah, that's not a felony. Um, I'm sorry. You wanted a video that you knew I was recording and consented to, mind you. While we were in the bedroom, you coming from the bathroom into the bedroom that led to us having sex. You wanted that video. I mean, she for months has been... I don't know how she found out that those were up there. I may have told her. I can't remember. But anyways, she found out that some videos were on YouTube. She started looking at them. She kept begging me to take them down. I don't answer her texts or phone calls. And I'm not taking that shit down. So then she tried to get me in trouble by trying to say it was a felony. And they laughed out of the building. And guess what? It is not. I mean... We were dating. You knew the video was made. It's on YouTube. We had sex afterwards. I'm sorry, but that is not breaking the law. Anywho, but if you want to check those out, 
YouTube channel is Supermax. Snapchat me, Supermax. On Facebook, Alex Ferrari, aka the Mexican. On Twitter, at SuperAssholeMex. Everything's linked to each other. The episodes are on iTunes, Mexi Mind Matters. It's on the SoundCloud channel. Everything from episode one to episode 104, including all the Alex and Mike's Cabana uh, episodes that we had recorded. They're all on there. Check them out. Um, Again, if you have any suggestions for future episodes, let me know. But that is all we have. I hope you enjoyed it. One year of Mexi Mind Matters. It has been officially a year. Could we go for two? Where is this going to go? What is the next step? Well, hey, only time could tell. But I hope you've enjoyed this journey. And as always, where there's a Mexican, there's a way. If I don't see you, good afternoon, good evening, and good night.